This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. You by I'm supporting- having a drink. Oh, I'm drinking good. something. You're supposed to. I'm just supposed I'm to say, say the say ad. you. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I was having a drink. Okay. I was like, I, I was having some iced tea. That, can I continue? Mm-hmm. Okay. This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Iced tea. You, no, you, the supporters that support us at patreon.com slash says who. You are the ones that make this all happen. You are the wings beneath our wings. You are the ice in our glass of iced tea. See I don't I have any. I don't have any ice in it. I took all the ice cubes out because I'm a professional. Well, that doesn't seem very nice to our listeners. The ice in our iced tea glass. You removed them. I didn't know that's what they were going to be. Well, everything's a metaphor, Maureen. Patreon.com slash says who. Hey, listeners. It's summertime. I'm Summer Maureen, and I'm still an author. Why not buy Truly Devious, a mystery book? Its sequel, The Vanishing Stair, and the third in the trilogy is coming in January. It's called The Hand in the Wall. It can be pre-ordered anywhere. Uh, Books are sold. It's the obvious caveat. But I will have actual pre-order information soon. Getting that together for the official pre-order campaign. It's a coming. So why not grab one for a friend, an enemy, yourself, a neighbor, a stranger? Just, Just grab a book and escape this reality in favor of a different one. Hey, everyone, this is Summer Dan. And if you would like to escape but stay in this reality, you can listen to my travelogue podcast, The Hitch, at thehitchpodcast.com. You can join me and uh, Janice Dillard and our kids on the road this summer. We are in the American Southwest, and you can be there with us at thehitchpodcast.com. All righty. Hey, Maureen, I am ready to go. We have a bunch of notes. We got a lot of news to talk about. Let's do this. Uh, No. Nope. It's, but it's, we, Maureen, there's, it's, uh, you're just, you're just not. Nope. You're, you're done? Nope. Is it? If you're ready to record, say no. You're taking a nap. Oh, boy. Maureen, wake up. It's time to record Says Who. Oh, boy. She's really out. Well, this is awkward. Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. I'm Maureen Johnson. Do you hear this sound? Yeah. Snapping my bra for some reason. <laughs> okay. Well, giving a little, giving a little audio. Welcome. You know why, Dan? Yeah, it's because it's summer. It's hot, and I just want to take a nap. Okay. Like I, I mean, just, I just want to take a nap, Dan. I've wanted to take a nap basically this entire week. I mean, what's stopping you? Life, Dan. You're supposed to be awake for it. Mm, overrated. Yeah. Napping is way better than life. I love summer. I love it. I'm a summery person. I love it. And then it gets here and it's too hot. And then I have to take a nap. But I, I tell can't. You where, I tell you, Maureen, where it is not too hot today. Where I'm recording says who. I'm not in a car. Mm-hmm. I'm not baking in a car. Are you in a jar? I'm not in a jar. Are you in a bar? I'm not in a bar. I wish I was. Are you very far? I am. Are I you... A, I have a weird clacking sound that I'm not a fan of. What is that? Are you in clacky Mystery town? clack. I don't know. Where are you? I am in a co-working space in Santa Fe, New Mexico, because last episode, Maureen... I almost died. Mm. I, I, listening back, I was very slurry by the end, and I did not feel well for the rest of the day. And you I, didn't, you didn't seem well. No, it was very hot in that car. So I decided to uh, spend a small sum of money to not die. 
and it was oh, money well spent. That's good. Yeah. I'm in I'm in a little phone booth. I have people just outside the door, so I probably shouldn't yell much, but uh otherwise I am here. I am not going to die. It's a little warm in here, but not a lot warm. Whoever comes into this phone booth afterwards is going to have a bit of a pungent experience, but otherwise I'm going to live. Oh, that's I uh I'm in the same comfy chair in my living room. This chair is really the puppy's not here. She is at daycare. So she passed her daycare exam? She passed her daycare exam. Oh, and, they grow up so fast. But I am in the chair that she likes. We have like a kind of chair in the ha- chair and a half, like an extra wide. Oh yeah. And it I like to keep the living room neat, but I have to say that this chair is just accumulating objects because it has become the puppy's favorite chair. So there's a big fuzzy pink husband pillow, then there's a fuzzy blanket, and then there's another blanket, I'm, and now a four Hold on. Point of order. Yeah. Did you just say husband pillow? Mm -hmm. What is that? Okay. So you know those kind of study buddy pillows? They're kind of big wedges with two arm things. Oh, yeah, sure. It's also called a husband pillow. Oh, I did not know that. It's just a thing. This one is hot pink and fuzzy. (laughs) That's good. That's a good look. She loves it. She loves it. So this chair is really like, it's got four fuzzy blankets on it now. A fuzzy, It's just like becoming a place where everything happens. And I have started sort of nesting in it. Well, no wonder it's, you want to take a nap all the time. That sounds comfy. I don't do well with the heat anymore. No. Uh, when the something went wrong with my brain, one of the ways that I came back was uh, less heat tolerant. So That's not great for New York in... The real swing of summer. No, I think I, I, it's like I go out and I like it. And then about five minutes later, I basically have to sleep for six hours. Except yeah. I can't sleep. So I just kind of slurf around the house, like trying to keep my eyes open. That, let me tell you about the high desert morning because it is hot, but it is mm-hmm. dry. Mm-hmm. You just walk into the shade and it feels amazing. Every evening it rains a little bit. It's a good time. It's a good time up here in Santa Fe. Let me tell you about New York in the summer, Dunn. The atmosphere has, is, is, is thick. It's thick. It's like it's been gelatinized. Yeah. I remember uh, one summer in New York, I went down into the subway, mm. and it was like descending into hell. Mm, it's real hot. It's real hot. You would. It's counterintuitive. You would think going underground would mean it would cool off, but no. Somebody explained I, to me that the brakes uh, generate a lot of heat in the tunnels, and so it just gets hotter and hotter and hotter the longer the day progresses and the trains run. Yeah, we we um we have quite a city. I mean, it is like Sesame Street, but like crazy hot, evil, stinky Sesame Street. And when I went to Columbia, we used to. I had an apartment. What was like a studio. Uh, it was on the first floor of this building and the all of the the heaters and the boilers and everything were directly underneath so in the winter it was amazing it was the, <laughs> it was the greatest but in the summer summer not so much did not have air conditioning um two of us lived there hmm. it was very small and it got to the point where I had a job where I had to turn up at the like the Time Life building every day and I stopped putting on makeup because it would just run down my face as I was putting it on. That's why I stopped putting on makeup. Mm. Same well, thing. Well, wait till your wait till your beard falls off. It's it's sweaty. Get sweaty. Like you have I to said, bring extra extra clothes and stuff. It just was wasn't yeah. great. No. No, summer. Summer. It's best of times, worst of times. We also had a blackout. Yeah, were you out? Nope. No, different part of town. Nope. Different part of town. It was up a sort of. It was close. It was close enough that I could see it. Oh <laughs> kind wow! Kind of point, point and loud. Well, that's how everything is in New York. You kind of look yeah. over there and go, uh huh. The um, <laughs> the top lights. The they had the Empire State Building top lights were off for a while. Oh Because wow. I could see that, so that was off. But the building lights were on, but the top part was off. 
So, mm. but we we do blackouts right. Broadway performers came out in the streets to sing, like the Carnegie Hall people were singing out the windows. You know, we 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 do blackouts pretty well. Seemed like mostly a very good excuse for everyone in New York to get very pissed at Bill de Blasio all at the same time. Everything's fine here. I don't know what the problem is, why everyone's complaining about Bill de Blasio when the city's running so well, Dan. The nice thing was he was actually in a town called Waterloo when it happened. I'm so happy to hear you singing that, Dan. Do you, you know how I feel about ABBA. I, I like very... ABBA. Oh, Dan. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. I like ABBA. There is a, I, I, I have a, a book that I have in progress. And Maureen, there is a whole scene that involves uh, Fernando, the ABBA song. The Fernando scene is one of my favorite things I've ever written. It's so, the thing that so, you write and you're like, this is fucking bananas as you write it. And then you're like, and I love it. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Dan. Maureen. I have been restructuring not restructuring, but like taking my apartment apart because basically for the last six years, I never had a chance to kind of comb through stuff. Cause I, first I got sick and then I was trying to catch up. Right. And now I was like, take a couple weeks to actually find your shit because I, I had just, you know, I have a lot of research materials mm-hmm. and stuff and I just literally could not find anything. Cause there was just so much stuff. And I've been taking a couple weeks to that comb is, through it. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I've, I started in my office and I have to literally go through each thing because everything I need places for stuff to be. Yeah. I need to literally have a spot like that's where those things go. Right. Only those things. Are you touching each one and asking if it strikes joy? I touching each one and saying, what are you? How did I get you? And what am I going to do with you? Let me tell you about how I do this kind of cleaning much to my entire family chagrin. If I find a box and I don't immediately know what's inside the box, I just throw the whole thing out. Oh my God, Dan. (laughs) I've I've only ever thrown a passport out once that way. But but I just figure I don't know what's in it. If I open it up, I want to keep it. So better to not know. My God. Yeah. It's not a popular form of cleaning in my house. Dan, they're freaking me out. But it gets the job done. I have an entire box I found in my closet that's just puppets and figurines of myself. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't make them. That'd be weird. <laughs> that's even creepier. <laughs> yeah, that I've gotten like fan stuff over the years. Wow. And so I have like, I have jewelry that's been made of the books. I have like a doll of myself that was in a jar. Oh, in um, a jar. Yeah, sure. And actually, t- I took her out of the jar, and I put, I used the jar. Okay. Uh, so I'm like trying to use. I'm also trying to do a thing where everything gets, literally every object gets used, repurposed, or correctly recycled and not landfilled. Wow. Yeah, I'm not fucking around. Not me. Out with all of it. Oh my god, it's. I would love. I'd sort of love that to happen, though. It's. It is. I. I firmly believe it is really the only way to get rid of anything. Just do it. Just to burn it down. I'm tempted right now, I have to say. Pretty tempted to do that because I'm getting down to some stuff where I'm like, I don't know what to do with you. There you go. I don't know what to do with you. Gone. I did, however, decant. Like we have we we're board game collectors. We have uh, we love our games, and I've gone to the container store and purchased these kind of archival things, and I've decanted games into these small containers that go into another container and then I've labeled them all with my late like oh. my special label printer. So like they're easily all you have to do when you want one to travel is go into basically this library and lift up the one you want and just you can take it with you, Dan. I like it. I like so it. So that's why that's why there's been no news this week. It's but it's it's entirely been, you know, just getting stuff done. Well there's been some news, Maureen. There's been no news. The first bit of news is a lack of news, which is Robert Mueller is not testifying today. All right, Dan. But is instead now testifying next Wednesday. 
And I know that everyone's like, oh, that's so great because we're going to get more. Do you, do you, I, can I just talk to you about next week? For First of all, Dan, I basically planned my whole summer around that. Like, yeah. I was so excited. Okay, but I, I understand that that's not to be the, the main consideration. But I'm going to be on a plane next Wednesday all goddamn day. They got they got oh. TV on planes, right? They don't have live TV on the plane I'm going to be on. Oh, they have like you flying on an old timey plane. No, you're but on they a just zeppelin. Like, I'm on a zeppelin. No, that explains it. They didn't have flying to back England. Then. My flight takes off at eight a.m. Oof, and it's Virgin, so they have like, uh, it's like it has a bazillion things for you to watch. I've but told you that all... the that the first time I ever attempted to watch Game of Thrones was on a Virgin airplane flight. Uh, and I did not know uh, much about it other than a lot of people liked it. And so I was like, oh, watch this show. And then like two minutes in, I'm like, I am the guy watching porn on an airplane. Yep. Yeah. I stopped it at that point. But the damage had been done. Everyone. Every, it, they, there's a reason they got up, down. It wasn't you. Mm, probably was me. But uh, I'm good. There's two things happening. It's also the day that the UK will probably get their new prime minister, hmm. and anything that comes out of that. So I, the one thing, Dan, that I absolutely needed to like, I, and I'm not going to be able to watch it. You should write your state rep and ask them to uh, to change it. Write to my state rep and ask them to change when it is. Yeah, sure. I did. Uh, I did consider changing my flight. <laughs> I did. Oh no! I did. Oh no! Too earlier or later? Feels like to the next day. There's the chance if you do it the next day that you will be flying into an England that does not exist. Uh, you'll just be circling. You'll just be circling Hotel. the island. Hotel rooms are, I would say, 30 to 50% cheaper Holy than... Holy shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I just booked some hotel rooms for us today, and I was like, well, these are very cheap. <laughs> be the only people in the hotel. <laughs> They're just going to, yeah, like, they were... throw a bread roll at you and be like, that's all we have left. I'm talking, like, 100 bucks, 150 bucks. The rest of the rooms for... are just filled with antibiotics, but we have one room for you. Uh, it's funny cause it's possible. Like it's not, it's bad. It's real bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Brexit update. It's bad. Yeah. Um, they are really, um, it, it, what, what, so the, the I'm going to do quick Brexit corner. That's not, I don't know what that is. Yeah, that was... Brexit corner music. Yeah. Um, so, the they will get a new prime minister of the United Kingdom. He will they, this person. It's a he because it's basically there's two people, uh, Jeremy Hunt or um, Boris Johnson, and it's going to be Boris Johnson, and this person will be chosen by the 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 pay card carrying paid members of the Conservative Party in the United Kingdom, which is something. I feel like it's like 160 thousand people, but it's it's something like that yeah. number. Um, it's all but guaranteed to be Boris Johnson. What may follow at that point may be a vote of no confidence in Parliament, which will have its own repercussions. That's not a guarantee, but it seems like it's kind of likely. Um, and if everything seems to be accord going according to how it is currently going, this really puts the UK in a position to barrel towards a no-deal Brexit mm -hmm. because there is just no deal. There's no deal. There's no new information and the deadline is the 31st of October. And the preparations for no deal are not really, there aren't really any. Well, you know, it's details, Maureen. Boris Johnson seems to be taking the attitude that I take to cleaning my house. He's just like, just I'm going to just pick up this island and throw it out. They're doing really Trumpy stuff now, though, of, of just going with the most radical... Uh, just wigged out population. It is of haters. 
and freaks. It is strangely bizarre to me that they have gone so full Trump that they also managed to find someone with terrible, probably fake hair. Mm-hmm. Like you don't you don't need to do that perfect of a cover. They seem to be really be wily e coyoting their way into the future because it's like they've put the dynamite down into their own pants and lit it on fire, thinking they've gotten the road they're, they're going to get the roadrunner, and then they kind of look up at the camera at that last second, like I've put the dynamite in my own pants. <laughs> but um, it's not great. No, it's uh, it's it's wildly consistent with the rest of the fucking nutbags that surround Trump right now because. All of them have been in the news, including breaking just hours ago, Maureen, Roger Stone, everyone's favorite person with a full-size tattoo of Richard Nixon's head on their back, uh, has officially and finally violated his gag order that he could not speak about his trial uh, before he actually goes to trial. Uh, what did he do? So he uh, so if you remember back in like March, he had published an Instagram photo of the judge with a crosshairs on her head. Yep. And did he do something today? Uh, he did something back in June. Uh, the Justice Department uh, lawyers raised a series of Instagram posts uh, that were not not as flagrantly um you know, crosshairs on a judge's head, but certainly outside of the bounds of of what she had put forward in terms of what he could and could not talk to talk about. Essentially, the only thing she allowed him to talk about was to profess his innocence and to raise money for his legal defense fund. And uh, they raised a bunch of of Instagram posts, including a post about a Politico story uh, on a court order in the case that referred to the publication as, quote, a biased, elitist, snot-nosed, fake news shithead whose specialty is distortion by omitting key facts to create a false narrative. A photo of House Intelligence Committee Vice Chair Adam Schiff with the text Bull Schiff and a text that included the line, if if it's Schiff, flush it, uh, as well as other uh, articles commenting about the case. And they tried to basically say, you know what, he thought he was following orders and now we know and couldn't we get another chance? But she said, quote, your lawyer has had to twist the facts, twist the plain meaning of the order, and twist himself into a pretzel to argue these points that these posts didn't cross the line. And in the end, it was not persuasive. And so now he is banned from using social media at all until after his trial. Hey, Dan. Yes. Can I, can I ask you a question? Sure. Are things getting worse? Yes. Without a doubt, things are getting worse. This has been a, you know what, Dan? Let's just not do it today. Let's just. It's too late now. Let's let's make this an organizing podcast. Let's talk about our favorite organizing cleaning techniques. Just if you find a box, throw it out. Okay, Dan. It's just giving me me hives. Well, we could talk about how Alex Acosta has resigned after he could not uh, get past his involvement in the original Epstein case. Trump came to his defense, of course, blaming the media. Uh, But that's not all. Trump apparently now wants to fire Wilbur Ross because he could not get the citizenship question on the on the census. He wants to remove Dan Coats as direct director of national intelligence. Maureen, I swear to God that by the end of all of this, there is not going to be a single member of the administration that does not have acting in front of their name. Dan, uh, you know, Darth is really going to have to make a bigger graphic of all of the people that because every time someone leaves, Darth updates a graphic, a kind of group portrait. Assuming that we actually make it through this hell, that portrait and the evolution of that portrait needs its own wing in the Smithsonian. Darth truly is the greatest red panda artist of our time. Yeah, we have not had a actual permanent secretary of defense in seven months, Maureen. <laughs> we have an acting one. It is I, I, It is one of those things where you just kind of have to say it every now and then just to remember 
how not normal any of this is because it's not like nobody works for four years for an administration, but this is bananas. Yeah. I mean, Dan, I don't know. This last week, I've had a kind of feeling like there's a clamp that's been attached to the lower chambers of my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever I see the news, like I, it is like something's grabbing me internally and squeezing the life force out of me. We have reached the permanent anxiety attack stage of this mm. whole thing, I think, is what is what you are describing. I think what what there's so many things that could tip one over, but I, it was really personal and I can't really go into a lot of details about it. But I will say I have a close relative who's quite right wing and it's always been a uncomfortable thing. It's just somebody I can't really distance myself from too much, uh, not because of them, but because of another family member who kind of needs me to intercede and some stuff. Oof. And um, so this person I have found out is becoming sort of increasingly radicalized and is suddenly Islamophobic. <sighs> and is now saying things like, uh, expressing concern about people, uh, uh, Islamic persons being in the government. Is this the same um, person that you've referred to before as watching the One America News Network? Indeed. Yeah. And um, I, I have lost my shit over this person many times. And I, I think we, we probably all have this in our lives of how do we deal with, and I feel like I'm in a con, if I'm not thinking about something else, I'm thinking about how to deal with those people. Yeah. Like, it's like always what's happening in the back of my mind. Yeah. It's never, it never, as, long, as, as soon as I'm sort of done doing what I need to do, it immediately ticks back to that. Do you remember two, three years ago when it, everything felt fairly normal. I think a lot about how much time I must have had. Free time, just free time, bags and bags of free time that we were just kind of chewing on hay and yeah. skipping through fields, Dan. Just th- the amount of time that would not have been spent with all these fuckers living in my head. Mm. I would enjoy that. I would enjoy not knowing who George fucking Conway is anymore (laughs) and the weird ass game that he's playing with his wife, Kellyanne. I Mm, I would appreciate that. He fucking published a Washington Post op-ed today saying that the president is a bigot and a racist. And then his wife goes on to ask a reporter at the White House what his ethnicity is because he was Jewish. Yeah, once um once she did that, I, I found that I was um I was becoming agitated and my teeth were kind of striking together yeah. and I I just um had trouble focusing. But what fucking game are these two playing? Like what no. game are they playing? Nothing I wanna know about. It is a horrible, awful thing that he is managing to find a place running such a transparent grift where they are working both sides of the aisle. (sighs) Yeah, I don't know. I guess that it's like a heist movie where I'm going to be really upset if Kellyanne Conway walks away whistling with the bag over her shoulder and no one doesn't like nab her and drag her into a car and arrest her at the end. Like, I just, it'll be upsetting. It'll be upsetting. It's going to be upsetting. Dad. He'll be it's waiting in the car. He'll be the, he'll be the wheel man. Oh, God damn it, Dan. He will. She'll lean a back, flick a, flick a match behind her. Everything goes up in flames. She we climbs it, into the car. They tongue kiss and then he hits the fucking oh. gas. Oh, God damn it, Dan. How dare you? How dare you? That's where we are now, Maureen. George and Kellyanne Conway tongue kissing. All right, Dan. Listen. It's just a Conway Frenchin party over here. Did you hear my voice crack just then, Dan? (laughs) Oh, oh, I hate them so much. I hate the both of them. I hate everything about them. Do you remember? What is this? Dan, what is this podcast? Says who? 
What is it though? It's a coping strategy. It's a coping strategy. How are we coping? I'll tell you how I cope. So we we are on the road and uh, it is hot during the day and cool at night. And we have been sitting outside at night and it's dark and quiet. And yesterday I was just like kind of kicking back, just not doing anything, just kind of breathing. It actually felt good. It was the first time I felt calm in quite a while. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad that you're doing that. Jealous. Sounds nice. Well, I invited you. Well, I know, and I, I know that it's... I said, hey, come meet us in Santa Fe. It'll be fun. You were all, I can't. I got to clean my house. And I was like, just throw it all out. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> Are you ready for a 2020 update, Maureen? God damn it! <laughs> Uh, because Joe Biden today. Hey. Oh, hey, Amy Carter Shoe. It's me. I'm here. I thought I could. I thought I could summon yeah. you. Tell me what he's doing. I like it. Okay, so Amy Carter Shoe, you're gonna like this yeah, one a lot. Joe Biden was on Morning Joe today when he was asked how he would stand up to Trump in a debate, and he said, "Amy Carter Shoe," and I quote. I'd say, come on, Donald, come on, man. How many push-ups do you want to do here, pal? I like it. Mama like. Mama <laughs> like. When he does his push-ups, his balls hit the ground. When he does his push-ups, they bounce around. When he does his push-ups, his balls hit the ground. Because the stretches go. The stretches go. Knock, knock. <sighs> who's there? Guess who's here? Who's there? Joe Biden's balsamic! <laughs> Is there? That's the, whole, the joke. whole joke. I like it. It's gray and stretchy. <laughs> it looks like kind of day-old turkey giblets. Uh, I like that somehow the image... Of Joe Biden's balls is inbounds, but George and Kellyanne Conway Frenching in a car is Get not. The hell out of here. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, for one, Dan, am excited that we've reached the better off dead part of this contest where everybody apparently <sighs> skis it off in the end in a kind of montage scene. Well, I mean, it's. If, fair enough. We have literally had two and a half years of airing of grievances, so I would think we would reach the feats of strength portion at this mm. point. Well, <laughs> it's good that we're going the carny route. They should just there. So um, we have a basic cable in our trailer, which I which I oh. never watch. Whoa! Yeah. And uh, it turns out the History Channel has nothing about history. No, but, it's all aliens. Uh, yeah, ancient I'm, aliens. Yeah, which first of all, I realized we watched Ancient Aliens and I realized like more than Fox News, more than anything, the thing that primed a whole bunch of people to lose their fucking minds over the last 20 years is 20 years of that shit. But, uh, but there is a show on the History Channel called The Strongest Man in History, and maybe they could just adapt the challenges that they put forward in that to the debate, uh, to the debate format. So everyone has to, like, lift a stage full of people and that kind of thing, pull a Viking ship behind them. I, if they ever end up in a debate together, let's That's just a big say, if. I know. But I'm just saying, say it was a Biden-Trump debate. God. (laughs) What does that even look like? (sighs) I mean, come on. It's a shit show. I mean, that's something. Remember when Joe Biden uh, debated Paul Ryan and his big thing was just to go, that's malarkey every few minutes. You mean Uh, when he debated Mike Pence? No. He debated Paul Ryan. Uh, Biden. Yeah, Paul Ryan was uh one of those dudes VP. Oh, Who's... Joe Biden did not uh debate 
Mike Pence. Mike Pence did not debate anyone because uh, Hillary Clinton did not have a VP candidate. Okay. So that's why you're confused. Okay, that's right. Yeah. But uh, no, he deba- oh, he debated right. Paul Ryan. It was Tim Kaine. That's right. Sorry. Who? I can't. <laughs> you know you know who Tim Kaine is. Senator from Virginia. I do. Right. But yeah, why? He was, he was the vice president till candidate for that in no, 2006. No, that, no, Dan, we've been through this. You, you definitely, he, he existed and he was there. I don't think so. Um, but we do have debates coming up, Maureen. And tonight. Nope. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah, we do. Tonight, Wednesday, the 17th of July, CNN and the DNC are going to determine which 20, 20 again, Maureen, are going to make the cut. And if, if Marianne Williamson isn't one of them. Well, so the, the, the qualifications are essentially the same. You have to have hit at least 1% in three separate polls or having raised money from at least 65,000 unique donors. That's the same deal. I thought they were upping the stakes this time, but it's the same stakes. So um, I think she is already qualified. From what I read, essentially everyone that was on the stage last time will most likely be on the stage this time, minus Eric Swalwell because he dropped out and possibly one of the one of the people that didn't make it in has maybe hit that threshold. The governor of uh, the governor of Montana, Sandra Bullock, is uh, possibly making it. Well, did you just say Sandra Bullock? I did. I was trying to see if anyone would notice. You finally <laughs> noticed. His last name is Bullock. I don't know what his first name is. Jimmy. Who knows? Won't matter. I don't understand why any person that didn't make it down to the debate stage that is not Andrew Yang or Marianne Williamson who are just there for the shits and giggles is uh, still trying at this point. Uh, but July 30th and 31st, Maureen, you will be hiding behind a large pile of hoarded bread and antibiotics in England, but perhaps we can watch it. Uh, they probably won't show it there i've been to england before they've got that sky tv maureen you can watch american shows I'm not watching sky tv i think they have sky news on the plane but i don't oh oh i tricked you into admitting it no no it's not live though it's like headlines mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's text-based headlines but there may be wi-fi there you go that I mean, be, I don't. That would. I, there is no way you would be able to s- stream. No. Uh, Mueller on airplane Wi-Fi. You can't even send an email on airplane Wi-Fi. No, but I mean, potentially. Oh God damn it! I mean, potentially, I could get uh, like enough to be on Twitter to get to watch updates. You could, but why? No, be free. No, be Dan. Free. It's the Think. one thing I wanted to see. You are leaving chaos. And you are landing in chaos and you have like six hours of nothing but the gentle order of an airplane hierarchy. Pilots in charge. The flight crews got you. Enjoy it. They give you tea. Yeah, they give you tea. It's a nice tea. It's not a bad cup of tea in the air, actually. Well, it's just hot water in a tea bag, Maureen. How bad can it be? There can always be bad tea, Dan. That seems difficult. No, it's actually very easy. And I have noticed because of all the tour flying I did recently that uh, air t- airplane coffee absolutely is poison. Oh, yeah. No, it takes, don't like, do that. nasty stink water. I read somewhere that they make airplane coffee with the same water that feeds the toilet. That checks out. Yeah. So I mean, I get it would make sense. It's a closed system. They're not going to have like multiple water sources. You're a closed system, Dan. I, I, feel, I am a closed system. I feel lightheaded and confused, and I think that I'm developing like news agitation. Like I, the whole time we've been recording, I've been fidgeting and kind of bouncing and twitching. Uh, speaking of fidgeting, I am like I said, I am in a co-working space, and it's a very new co-working space, and they have tried to outfit it with like all of the weird furniture that is in startup offices and the mm-hmm. stool that I am sitting on in this phone room has a rounded bottom. 
So cool. I just I just keep moving around and also kind of feeling like I'm going to fall over at any moment. <laughs> that makes me happy to imagine you on a kind of wibbly wobbly stool trying to I, record. I am 100% on a wibbly wobbly stool. At first I was like, the stool is broken. And then I was like, oh, no, look at that. The bottom is round. It's supposed to be good for your brain. Is it? Yeah, it's supposed to kind of distract some part of your brain that wants to fidget. Not working. Tell you that much. (laughs) I'm fidgeting a lot. Um, Are we talking about how Donald Trump is a fucking racist or are we not? You see, see, Dan, this is what I feared you were building towards. And um, I mean, I was, but I'm I'm more than happy to opt out. This is says, says who listeners. We are not telling you anything you don't already know. Yeah. Look, it's been terrible. It's 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 not new. It's not different. It's just no. worse. I mean, I guess it's worse that he is telling four members of Congress to go back to their own countries. But handily, they're already there. I mean, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, a little bit. That's re- and then he seems to be doubling and tripling and quadrupling down like every moment of the day. It's just more. He did it again this morning. He woke up and he's like, and another thing. Yeah, there is a lot of and another thing going on with him right now. He, he thinks this is a winning issue. I don't know. I don't know if he's right, but I do know that he is certainly winning with very shitty people. Yeah, that, that's what's uh, that's why I fidget like I do. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable fidgeting. Okay. Because this is a coping strategy, Dan, we don't have to actually cover what's happening because I think everybody knows. Yeah. Okay. In case you don't, the really top line is, where does it start? It starts a couple, what, three days ago? We'll go with that. I have perhaps an amendment to make after that, but yes. So, okay. So we have the whole, we have concentration camps. I mean, there's the hat. There's that. Why do we do this, Dan? Let's ask that as another thing. Why do we do this? It's a coping strategy, Maureen. Mm. Don't you feel coped? I feel more agitated this week talking about the news than I have in a long time. Coping. Like when I say I'm physically, I can't stop moving. It's true. Like I, I feel I've been so agitated. And I think that's because it's like we're constantly... We're doing the math in our heads that I feel like we are just having to come to grips with the math that, say, people of color have had to do for how many years now? Ever. I don't know. Ever. Um, But also just things like, for example, I, for my sins, have Facebook. Only because some people I know are on there and it's the only way I can see what's going on. Throw them out like a box that you don't know what's in it. You see, I see, I see what you're saying with that one. Um, and I don't know how to use it because I'm kind of worried that lurking somewhere in there is someone that might be at all into, I, 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 I see things Dan, and I play them back in my head. Like yeah. I remember vividly seeing someone post the day after Trump was elected, like, wow, surprise and a smiley face. And Ooh. I was like, I instantly deleted that person, but it, those I can't let go. No, of these moments, like I have a whole bag. It's like I have a bag of human fingers or something, like something horrible I'm carrying around. And everyone, I, every day, whenever I have a spare moment, I have to sit and look through my bag of fingers. Like, oh, here's a finger I found under a bus. Like, yeah. here are all these terrible things that I have to constantly keep going through. Yeah, and reciting. It's not healthy. Here's an analogy from my current life, which is uh, we have been on the road for quite a while. And um, it has been hard to find places to recycle things. And so uh, Janice has steadfastly kept collecting all of the things that we need to recycle into the trunk of our vehicle. And uh, we are now at the point, and I think this is where the analogy comes. We're now at the point that every time you open the trunk, things fall out. Because we are carrying so much around. And that is where we as like privileged white people have even reached the point now where our bags are so full that that shit's falling out. 
and there's this there is this i mean we all because we are raised in this country or in this world we are raised in an atmosphere of racism which means we have it in us i certainly i have i i'm fucking my my back i'm riddled with it and it's my job to pick it out like i've got worms in me or something like i have to find them and get them out <laughs> like yeah totally that's my job that's my work to do um but it also means you have to figure out how to negotiate like people that you're related to people that you you know like that's that constant figuring out of like oh who to trust like who to like what am i what am i made of where do i come yeah. from yeah yeah what do i do about it no and it's the further down the, into this hellscape that we descend, which is now not only, you know, coming up on three years, but fairly clearly going to stick around for four, hopefully only four, right? Um, and the more bananas he gets... You know, I mean, this is so. This is my thing about his attacks on uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and and Anya Presley in the last couple of days. Is he is not a smart person? He is not a three D chess player, despite what you know people may say. He has nothing but purely animal instincts, and they're very well honed. Right. Like he can smell fear and weakness and he can smell blood in the water. And to me, the thing that's most disheartening about all of this is that these attacks are connected not to anything that any of these these folks said in the last three days, but on the fact that he smelled blood in the water from the fact that that Nancy Pelosi attacked them in The New York Times. Right. Like. He saw weakness and he jumped on it. And it's just like, oh, my God. You know, like this is. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Dan, let's let's talk about the moon for a minute. OK. So today is the 50th anniversary of the launch of Apollo. 11, yeah. The, the first moon mission. And I have not never like Oscar is Oscar creates fake vehicles for a living and understands a lot of vehicle physics and his kind of side hustle obsession is space exploration yeah, sure. and the actual, all the physics of it. Like he's like, he spends, you know, all of his sort of free time reading about it, watching about it, you know, just, it's just his thing. Yeah. And he, he had wanted to go see the Apollo 11 film uh, when it was in IMAX and we missed it. Uh, but we watched it at home and I really recommend it. If you haven't seen it, it's the CNN Apollo 11 film. Oh, which, this is a documentary, which is a documentary. It's all this footage that they took at the time and then kind of forgot about, but it's super high quality film footage, like Stanley oh, Kubrick wow. quality footage of just stuff, like all the control rooms, them practicing and them doing stuff. And they've pieced it together into a, into a film. So it's not like a lot of, it's no talking heads or anything like that. It's they, they string together. It's just basically the footage. Yeah. And the only thing they've added is this little bit of really well done, simple animation that explains, uh, how the moon launch works. Like, oh, okay. Like here's this, this, they go around, they go around like this, they go down and it's really helpful. Um, and I walked out of that with this kind of newfound wide eyed love of this. Like, yeah. I was like, wow, that's cool as shit. Um, so today, for example, I was listening to a podcast called 13 minutes to the moon, which is they have this, the recording of the 13 minutes that led up to the actual landing that they break down in detail. So you can hear actually all the decisions that are being oh, made. Oh, wow. So there's all of this cool stuff and they get to the moon and they talk about instead of being like America first, we're the best. Like it's instantly about this is about mankind. We've brought messages from all these different countries 
And the moon mission really was just a pissing contest with the Russians. Right. It was entirely that the 60s were this Cold War. It was us against the Russians. And we we said we were going to go to the moon. We basically bankrupted them to get there first. But it was entirely a pissing contest. But also the beauty of it, like the beauty of this this dance they do around the moon and how elegant and how, how skilled it all was and what they, how they actually had to work with it is, is so extraordinary. And the message was like, we come in peace. It was classy, Dan. It was classy. And it was classy in a way that we're not classy today. Like if we, if we went to the moon right now, Trump would be like, I went to the moon. We're the fucking best. Go back to where you came from. Um, and it was this really nice kind of thing. It went, okay, not everything is garbage. And 50 years ago, we were doing some classy stuff. Like, that's classy. George and Kellyanne Conway Frenchin. Says Who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. I'm just not going to do it anymore, Dan. I'm just not going to. I'm just not going to do it. It's just... Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Thanks, Ted Leo. You can find out where he's playing near you at tedleo.com. Our logo is designed by Darth. We love you, Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at says who podcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. Spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can join us next Wednesday, July 24th, for our next episode. From this co-working space in Santa Fe, just, New Mexico, not, I not, am Dan Sinker. I'm just not doing it anymore, Dan. I'm just... I'm. From my closet you, in New York, I'm Maureen Johnson. First of all, I'm not even in the closet. Oh, you're back. I brought you back. God down here with me. God damn it, Dan. Dragged you down from the moon. Hey, hey George. I read, <laughs> your, I read your op-ed. Jesus, no. I read your, I read your, I read your op-ed. It was odd. I liked it. I liked your op-ed. That's it. That's the Maureen Johnson we all know and love. I was reading it. Ah. There she is. I just want to take a nap, Dan. Well, all you have to do is sign out, and then it's nap time. I'm not even joking. None of this is a joke. I just just want a nap. Dude, naps are the best. Take a nap. So sleepy. Everyone listening, treat yourself to a nap. If you are tired, take a nap. It's the best. I love naps. Have I told you that I'm the master of the under 10-minute nap? I know. I can't do that, though. They're the best. I can take a six-minute nap, and it's incredible. I'm Maureen Johnson. And this has been Says Who. French in, just la la la, tongues everywhere. Then he hits the gas, and there they go. The whole world in flames behind them. Not doing this anymore. I love you, George.